It's the Macy's Impeachment Day Parade. I don't think they like me very much. The biggest collection of hot air in the country. We're still waiting on the Adam Schiff balloon. It claims to have proof of a crime, but so far no one has seen it. In the meantime, let's throw it to Chuck, who's standing by at the review stand on 34th Tweet. Thanks, Bob. President Trump has reviewed the parade, and he thinks it's terrible. Maybe this next float will cheer him up. It's the Rudy Giuliani float, which was funded exclusively in Ukraine. And as you can see, it's all over the place, just like Rudy. i got to cut you off, Chuck, because the Nancy Pelosi balloon has burst all over the streets, and there's wine everywhere. Don't feel bad. We've got a float coming now, but nobody even knows it's name. They're calling it the whistleblower. And look at that. It's a fat man in a red suit. That can only mean one thing. Chris Christie is here. More from the Macy's Impeachment Day Parade when we come back. I believe that together we can make America great again. Oh, girl, would you look who's back in Podcastville, Sean Barry? Yeah. Return of the Jedis, if you will. Uh, everybody calm down. Name of the program, Jimmy Fallon. Name of the host, head writer for the Kennedy program on Fox Business. You can watch us Monday through Thursday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I am joined today in studio uh, and every day by producer Sean Barry. Hello, everyone. Great to see you. Ultimate Michter's guy, yep. if ever there was one. We were on a hiatus last week. We were running greatest hits. Mm-hmm. So I was filling in on the radio. But we did. We personalized our greatest hits. We Not like it. those other dipshit podcasts. <laughs> Who just like, yeah, you just get a recycled episode. We came on and recorded like a nice greeting. Yeah, gave you a, at least 40% new, new material. Yeah, gave me a hard time, you and Jenny Fela. Yeah. I didn't appreciate any of it, to be <laughs> honest with you. I guess what I'm trying to say is next time around, if we go to Greatest Hits, you'll just get Greatest Hits. Yeah, I'm not putting up with that again. It was an outrage is what it was. Uh, big day on the show, Mediaite founder Colby Hall is going to stop by. Call balls and strikes. There's a lot going on in Impeachmentville right now. We've got a Thanksgiving week coming up. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, it is Lincoln Fela's 11th birthday. The Link Man. Yes, crowd goes wild for that. Uh, that's always exciting. 11 for the Link Man, although he's like my height. He looks 18. Yeah. Like most people who meet him for the first time think we have a really dumb 16-year-old. Because <laughs> oh he's got the height of a, of a, like a senior in high school. <laughs> and they're like, wow, this kid's sure into Pokemon. <laughs> this, uh, this, this senior. I don't remember liking Squidward and Pikachu that much when I was a senior in high school. But no, in fact, he is just an 11-year-old kid. And we're going to go hard tonight. I'm leaving uh, Fox early. And Lincoln gets to call the shot. Oh. Which is never, like, it never works out for you as an adult. No. Because the stuff they want to eat, like, you know, it's his birthday. I'm excited. It's my only kid. You know, I'd take him somewhere nice. But to him, somewhere nice is like Taco Bell. Sure. And that's probably where we're going to go. Taco Bell, like Mario's Pizza. Yeah, he's going to want to eat there. Yeah. Oh, he loves to eat there at Taco Bell. And it's like, it serves a purpose for me because it's like a scare straight. I look around (laughs) and I remind myself to work hard. Right. You know, but not to him. It's just, you know, he thinks we're going out to a fancy Mexican restaurant with a particularly long bathroom line. But I don't know how to explain it to him. So uh, happy birthday, Link Man. We're pumped up for this. Uh, He is uh, into Funko Pops now. Okay. That's his new thing. He's a collectible. Yeah. He's kind of gravitating out of Fortnite and back into Minecraft again. Mm-hmm. 
Him and uh, actually, him and your son were build. They built an 18-story home yesterday. Yeah, this was a bombshell development in my Sunday. Like worth shutting off the giant game for. Now, to be fair to Lincoln, anything is worth shutting off the giant game for at this <laughs> point. They fucking lost seven in a row. Uh, but giant fans, uh, I would say relax. Other than offense, defense, special teams, and coaching, they look good. Yeah, there's nothing you know. The uniforms are nice. The little uniforms look nice. <laughs> if it all comes down to uniforms, uh, we're gonna be just fine. But uh, happy birthday, Lincoln. Good to see you, Sean Barry. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. That's Jimmy. exciting. It is. Are you? Are you go? You go to Jersey. I go to Jersey. Jenny's hosting this year, so it's a home game for All us. All right, that's it's not bad. A little bit less traveling for the Fala family. It's always nice. But uh, but you go to Jersey day of, so you avoid like the rigmarole. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. In the in the past, we go the day of, and we go in the afternoon, and we get screwed three hours traffic trying yeah, to get yeah. like an hour and a half drive. And uh, I figured out if you leave at seven in the morning, no one's on the road. It's wonderful. Oh. Just gets there the same amount of time. Yeah, because the only people on Thanksgiving Day. That are on the road at seven in the morning are still out from the night before. Yeah, it's that, it's that <laughs> it's, or they're going into the city to watch the parade. So. Yeah, there's that. Either that or it's yeah, college kids in jeeps, yeah. <laughs> hammered, <laughs> swerving all over the road. You got to be careful out out there, Sean Barry. Well, I think the big news today is not that the Barrys are heading to Thanksgiving. Although for me, that is the big news. Sure, I think for most people listening, that is the big news. <laughs> But on an apolitical show like this, where we don't really care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, we just want you to not be an a hole. Um, we objectively like to call balls and strikes. And today, the pitch is from Michael Bloomberg, uh, mm-hmm. former New York City mayor, three-term mayor, who uh, was a Democrat, changed his affiliation to Republican in order to run for mayor in New York City, then changed it back to independent mm-hmm. in order to run for a third term after he rewrote the record books to allow a mayor to get a third term, got one, and then rewrote the books again so nobody else can do it. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. That's just how white folks will do you. That's what he did. Changed yep. the rules for me, back for you, switched the party. I mean, I don't care about any of that. I thought he did a fairly good job of running New York City. Yeah, I agree. He strikes me as a guy who could actually be a pretty good president, but I don't know if he can get the job. Right. I'm going to ask Colby Hall in a little bit. It's tough, Sean Barry. It's it tough going on the road in the middle of the country as a guy who banned guns and soda. Yeah. It doesn't play well. In the great state of West Virginia, where Mountain Dew is coming out of the faucets. Well, I never understood that that attempt to ban soda. He's mm-hmm. ultimately just trying to ban like a size of soda. Like, can't you just get two at that point? Oh, you know, yeah. It's like it's, what they did with McDonald's. Remember McDonald's when they got... Loophole. Yeah, they're like, no more supersizing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you go to the dollar menu and buy three of them. Exactly. It actually works out worse. But what he was doing... <laughs> it does. What he was doing is he was putting a tax on sugary beverages... Because he thought it would discourage, you know, poor communities from buying them. But what he's really saying in the process is that they don't know any better. When the reality is, we know better. We just like this stuff. Right. You know? He, uh, I saw a famous, so I don't know famous, but a man on the street interview, like construction worker guy. Uh-huh. And they, uh, they were talking about Bloomberg's, you know, uh, basically uh, tax benefits that he was giving out. And one of them was, you know, he's increasing taxes on cigarettes. And if you buy clothes, you know, more than $300, uh, you know, no tax on that either. And this guy's like, yeah, okay. So I guess Bloomberg doesn't smoke cigarettes and only buys yeah. nice suits. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> yeah. jerk. Uh, there's a comic, Karen, uh, Karen Burgreen, fantastic comic who now hates me for mm. working at Fox, but. She had a great joke when Bloomberg was running for election. She's like, uh, you know, he's got this great commercial where it's like, wherever there's a fire, Bloomberg is there. <laughs> wherever there's a terror threat, Bloomberg is there. <laughs> wherever crime is yeah. running. And she's like, maybe we should arrest <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. 
<laughs> Seems to be all over the place. But uh, his the, the messaging machine is out in full force. He says he's going to spend $500 million if he has to, mm. which sounds like a lot, but it's not actually a lot. Like Hillary spent a billion too, mm. and Trump will probably spend legit like $2 billion because as the incumbent, they raise a lot of money. You know, from the people who want to protect their own interest or what have you. The five hundred million for Bloomberg is like you know, no, it's, it's like a nothing. Yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say it's changing the cup holder yeah. in the car. That's what he's just starting with. Yeah, yeah. five hundred <laughs> million. Yeah, that's what you go out for. That's yeah. before you hit the ATM after a bunch of rounds. Let's say he's got that in his front pocket. Yeah, he's gonna be okay, uh, money wise. I don't know if he's gonna be okay election wise. He's in fifth place right now. Um, you know, he's his plan is he's not gonna campaign in the early states. And that's the problem. Like the first primary is in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Then they've got New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada. He's planning to get in on like February 3rd, which is Super Tuesday. But by then, if like somebody has won two or three states, they've kind of, you know, they've sucked all the life out of the room. Like if Mayor Pete wins the first two primaries, he's getting the nomination, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's going to have that inevitability thing going on. Because the truth is in the Democratic Party, Sean Barry, uh, the person who wins Iowa usually wins the nomination. Mm -hmm. Going back to in the history of the Iowa caucuses, it's only happened uh, three, twice, excuse me, that the guy who won Iowa didn't win the nomination. Mm. Howard Dean won it once. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, John Edwards won it once. Mm. He was a guy who knocked up Riel Edwards on the side or whatever her name was. I, I, I apologize. I don't mean to disrespect the woman who was having a baby with a politician while his wife was dying. I don't mean to. She deserves our utmost respect and consideration. <laughs> but uh, but those two uh, didn't, uh, they won and, and didn't get the nomination. Um, excuse me, it happened a third time too because Bill Clinton didn't win Iowa in 92, but he did win it in 96. Mm-hmm. So the point is, this matters. In the history of the Iowa caucuses, the nominee, uh, 95% of the time, the guy who wins Iowa is the nominee. Mm-hmm. So for Bloomberg to be sitting it out, not exactly a genius move, uh, but he's heading, he's heading out there. Uh, he's been a big proponent of, of gun control and banning guns. He's been against soda. But I think the most regrettable thing he did to a lot of people like myself is because, like, I, we can agree one way or the other. You know, we'd like to see the gun thing get under control. I don't know that the answer is more laws because we have more laws than anybody imaginable. We really do have a ton of gun laws. I'd like to see them enforced, you know, and if there is a way to strengthen the background checks, fine. Who cares? I'm not arguing. Um, the soda thing, it does speak to like a nanny state sensibility and that you're talking to us as, as if we don't know any better, which mm-hmm. is infuriating to people because I think we do know better. Uh, but the bigger thing to me is the calorie counts on menu thing. That ruined a lot of food experiences for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to Dunkin' Donuts, I, I was just, it was it was assumed it wasn't any good. You know, if you were getting like two Boston cream donuts, right. I didn't need to know it was like, I knew it was bad. I didn't need to know how bad, you know? Well, I, I think in that route, I, I like the idea that it's available, mm-hmm. but the, I don't think you necessarily have to post it next to each item on the menu. No. Like if you want to go and ask for, yeah. hey, can I get the calorie count sheet? Everyone should be required to provide that. I think that's a nice feature. That's rough, though. It's like, yeah. it's like going to the strip club, and they give you a little plaque that tells you about her childhood. I was about to say, that tells, <laughs> yeah. tells you about her education. Yeah, yeah, her dad, her, her gig. What her apartment looks like. Yeah, whether or not she's really paying for college, <laughs> which we know she's not. It's very unfortunate. But uh, Bloomberg is there. <laughs> Bloomberg is yeah. there. He is running. He's excited. Uh, he's in fifth right now. My, if I had to predict, Sean Barry, I don't think... I don't think he can take it. Would you like to issue a, a declaration that'll be here for all time? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think so either. I don't think he's going to win over the middle of the country. 
And that's just because you're an anti-Semite and you think the rest of the country thinks like you? Absolutely right. Sean Barry, get your act together. (laughs) Better than this, Sean Barry. Come on, man. Come on. Colby Hall is not better than this. And he's going to join us on the Mictor's voice line when we come back. We'll talk Bloomberg. We'll talk impeachment. Mm-hmm. We might even talk Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's a media guy. I don't know what goes on. Mm. What's what's hap- What's the haps? See if he's out of the trunk. Yeah, see if he's out of the trunk. The last time we <laughs> talked to Colby Hall, he was being taken to a landfill in Staten Island. Let's hope the hitman didn't finish off the job. Pretty sure he's underwater. Yeah, he was talking to him with a piece of tape over his mouth. <laughs> pay the bookie on time, kids. Pay the bookie on time. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. There it is. It is everybody calm down. Back in action after a one-week hiatus. We did some best ofs last week. We appreciate everybody who tuned in and joined them. I know this next guest was listening religiously. From the trunk of a car. It wasn't by choice. The last time we spoke, he was being hauled off to a landfill for not paying his bookie. He has emerged from the rubble uh, to join us today uh, in the flesh over the phone uh, without the tape over his mouth. It is the lovely and talented Mediaite founder, Colby Hall. What up, Colby Hall? That was the last one. And you told us the last time you were on the photo, it was a parent-teacher conference. That's exactly right. I didn't know. That's what they call it these days. Yeah, I didn't know Carlo Gambino was teaching your kids. <laughs> That's really, really exciting stuff. How you living, man? Everything's good? Um, you know, uh, just getting ready for the holidays, you know, sort of dealing with the uh, Seasonal affective disorder and uh, and drinking a lot of bourbon. So oh, pretty much, you know, girl. the same old, same old. Oh, no, girl, I owe you some good bourbon, man. We got another go. shipment of Mictors in. And I've started the I've started to pass it out around Fox News, but you've got to be discreet because, like, I realize now who the <laughs> you, help. yeah it is that you really do. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine being around it. I'm fine passing it out. But it is the news business. And you right. can see who has like a visceral reaction to a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> Just a taste. Yeah. Just a taste. I'm like, hey, why is Juan Williams sweating? What's going on here? What's <laughs> even for him? Uh, but no, no, he's the best man. Um, but but yeah, what does a mediaite Thanksgiving entail? Do you guys take off? Or are you still watching the best ofs on TV and you ripping know, them? Um, pretty much, you're you're never not working. I mean, it, it takes a weird person to want to be uh, editor writer for mediaite. Like you literally are obsessed with uh, the news. And so that kind of like, you're never not paying attention, but we have a, we have like a skeleton staff and um, you know, we, we pretty much like in the heart of Thanksgiving, we'll have someone that's sort of like kind of on Mm -hmm. in case, you know, something horrible happens, they can jump on and do a quick pose. But yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, thankfully the news cycle typically takes a break also. So there's, there's, there's less for us to cover. Although the Friday, you know, the black Friday videos of oh, yeah. shoppers going crazy, uh-huh. always, always traffic gold for us. So that's something that we'll try to get on. <laughs> yeah. That's the big one. It's, and it really is funny how it's become the new adrenaline tourism. Like Spain has the running of the bulls and we have the running of the flat screens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's capitalism. Yeah, but it's people, fast. people come and watch it. Um, I, have you ever gone, have you ever gone shopping on black Friday? Friday? I've not. That's not my. That's not my style. I. Uh, we. I just. You know. 
I just think that that's I, I I do what most people do is I do all of my Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's the way I go. And, At the uh, liquor I usually store. get like I get things <laughs> that uh, my family don't really want but are available. So uh, that's the way I do things. Colby Hall, uh, no message we can all get behind. Colby Hall, twenty twenty. I'm uh, I'm I'm of I'm of the same ilk, but I like you will be fascinated to watch uh, what we affectionately refer to as Black and Blue Friday. <laughs> they should just own it at this point. You should. I really think like department stores would be smart to say that. Like, hey, we've got you're going to sign a waiver. You're going to do a little shopping, and you're going to learn a little something about yourself today. And and I'd be into that, Colby Hall. But uh, the big battle, the big battle going on. Look at this transition. Is the fight for the White House and Mayor Mike Bloomberg has just jumped into the race. I say he has no shot. Sean Barry says he has no shot. Where does Colby Hall weigh in on a Bloomberg presidency? Well, I think that he'll have a big impact, but I also agree that he has very little shot as well. So I think that I think his goal is that he, uh, you know, he'll sort of affect the conversation. You know, he's a he's sort of like a, there was a moment where like uh, we were coming up with purple candidates because mm-hmm. he is you know used to self-identify as a Republican. Now he's running as a Democrat. You know, he's the classic sort of old school Rockefeller Republican, right? Like mm-hmm. fiscally conservative, conservative doesn't really care about social issues, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, he's dropping a ton of coin. Um, I think with $300 million ad buy or something like or $35 yeah. million. Yeah, I think Which, he's uh, – go ahead. And he's big dough. Um, the problem is he's getting in so late that he's – I mean, he's not going to compete oh, in well, Iowa or New Hampshire. And the, right. de- the Democrat who wins Iowa usually wins the nomination like nine times out of ten, uh, with the exception of John Edwards and uh, Howard Dean. Which is kind of weird. Like, I think they need to rethink that giving so much power to – Iowa and New Hampshire, because those two states don't really reflect yep. much. No, I'm with you there. They, it's like, yeah, yeah, but I, I think I think Bloomberg's going to lately, and it will basically be sort of anti-Trump, right? Yep. I mean, you already saw it in his first campaign ad. You know, there's another menace that's in Washington with a shot of the White House, and um, so I think that's his goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably, you know, his pet project is 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 gun reform, and mm-hmm. so I think that he's going to want to. Get that out there, but will he get elected? It seems really, really long odds. Yeah, it ain't looking good. I mean, uh, it is funny, though, that you say Iowa has all this power because their culture, their biggest cultural export is a deep-fried Twinkie. Like, they're known for <laughs> butter Which, cows. Way, yeah. is, is the best cultural export of most states. So, yeah. like, let's give them props for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them that. I love a good butter <laughs> cow. I love a good fried anything on a stick. Like, I could get behind it, but I don't know if the people who, like me, should be in charge of things, and that's what scares me about Iowa. Um, but, yeah, the blue man, I think what he wants to do is push the party towards the center a little bit more because he realizes this is an unsustainable path they're treading on. Um, and, and talking about that for a second, Colby Hall, this impeachment path, has the needle moved in any direction one way or the other? I think uh, it's too soon to say. I think the next set of polls will be very revealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, President Trump tweeted this morning that polls were dropping like a rock, although that was pretty baseless. I don't know really where he, he got No, that. don't. We do, yeah, come on. This is not the kind of guy to just make something up, Colby Hall. We yeah, find- I, so, <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think you're seeing already some of the Democrats sort of lessening expectations. And perhaps the polls have gone from like, at one point last week, I think it was an ABC Ipsos poll that said that like 52% of Americans were for removal. Mm-hmm. 
not even just a removal. And that now is down to like 46%, which you see a lot of people on the right saying, ah, see, this is fatigue. This is good news for Trump, which is kind of weird because 46 or 45% of all Americans saying that he should be removed is really difficult to spin as good news. I mean, that's, that, <laughs> well, you want, that's a tough break. It's less than 50. It's less uh-huh. than 50. Well, you want to know what it's it works out 50. to? It works out to 97% of Democrats, 0% of Republicans. So they see it as good news that's because exactly right. that's what it is. It is good news because there's no Republicans that want to throw them out. If they get to right, that and point. I, and I think that's always been the case. I think, honestly, here's my. Someone likes to jump to the ending. Uh-huh. Everyone wants to say, "Well, he be in, is, this, is this impeachable? Is this a is this a, you know worthy of taking him out of office?" I think we need to first figure out like, did he do the thing? Did he like ask a foreign power? Like, let's figure out like, do, can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. And then if if we do agree on that, then say like, okay, is that just standard operating procedure? Is that just as Mick Mulvaney said? Like that comes the victor comes the spoils. Like that's what presidents do, and we're okay with that. Or is there a consequence? And then from that, you know, I don't, I never really thought that he would ever be removed from office. I always saw this as kind of a, a political ploy by the, by the Democrats to sort of damage Trump in the run up to 2020. Although I think it started a little too early. So yeah. we'll see. The pendulum swings both ways. And, there's going to be some backlash, and I think we're already seeing that a little bit in the polls. Yeah, it's getting it's getting there. You know, Trump would not be out there tweeting about it if it wasn't wholly accurate. Every tweet is a measured. <laughs> this is a stable genius we're talking about, Colby. Uh, well, the, you know, the truth is he's able to drive the narrative, and he's got a big base that will be like, aha, see, he said it, so therefore it must be true, and that's pretty powerful. It is powerful. Uh, the, I think the big news of the day at the White House is Melania is hanging up the presidential Christmas tree. Oh. Which in I'm the, curious— Have they put up the photos yet? Because last year there was this big stink because it was all sort of like dark and gothic and and scary. Is that the same thing that's happening this year? They haven't. It hasn't been. uh, It hasn't hit the webs yet. I'm excited to see it because that that usually is a big media event. That's it's going to be meme city. I mean, last year she had like that handmaid's tale thing going on that people were upset about. Right. Um, I don't know what motif she went with, but uh, I, I do. I have heard the elf on the shelf is wearing a wire this year. Because of uh, you know, the impeachment I stuff. Say, I am so delighted that I missed the whole Elf on the Shelf thing as a kid and then as a parent <laughs> because that thing sort of freaks me out. So, um, yeah, I don't, it'll be interesting to see what Melania does, you know, because she's got such like New York fashion style and is really fashion forward in that front. Uh-huh. And it's clear that President Trump just does not give a fudge about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we got to put a star on the tree. He puts a picture of yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly a star. Right. Exactly right. It's a big, bright star. Well, it's exciting, Colby Hall. I will certainly be keeping up today, sir. And I appreciate the fact that you were above ground long enough to converse with us this morning. So thank you well, for this. Well, you know, it's uh, Freddie No Shoes is still looking for me. So we'll see. I'm going to keep him <laughs> staying on the land. But uh, you know what? I- Got, uh, I got to start drying out my bread for my stuffing. I got the whole Thanksgiving things. So I'm around. If you need more phone calls, I can take a break from brining and uh, and we can chat. Well, we'll check in. Stuff. Well, the nice thing is if you get your leg broken, uh, if the bookie breaks your leg this week, you can blame it on that new flat screen TV you bought at Walmart. So uh, can, <laughs> way to go, Colts. That's the perfect excuse. Yep. Right. I'll check in during a week. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks, sir. There Thanks, he goes, everybody. Colby Hall, the legend. Best <laughs> of the best. Mediaite superstar, founding father, writer, editor, bourbon enthusiast fits right in on this show where we get paid in whiskey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It sounds like we're doing our show prep in whiskey some days. Literally. And we very well may be. Uh, But we take a quick break, Sean Barry. And when we come back, we'll wrap with a couple of of headlines, some things going on in the world today that I got to get off my chest because I am not happy. 
We'll talk about it when we come back. in presidential history. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bullshit. Break number three on everybody. Calm down. It's a radio-free week for the champ this week. I am off uh, from Fox Across America. I'll be back next week, uh, hosting Monday through Friday, and basically hosting every other week till the end of the year. Sean Barry, you, cool. you can read into that whatever you'd like. Okay. Um, I'll be on Kennedy tomorrow night on the party panel. We're eating bugs. Ew. Tomorrow night, I know they're doing one of those things. There's a bug restaurant in New York. Really? Where she went and filmed a segment on Friday. Not a, she didn't film a segment. She went and talked to them to like get the lowdown on what was available to us. What basically what they could feed me on the air. Oh my <laughs> I God. don't know how I got volunteered is, for this mission. Is everything like chocolate covered, or is it more like no? Nope, here's a bug. I got to tell you, I want to believe they're cooked and spiced a certain way. Yeah. When they pitched me the idea, I had just gotten off the air. And was in like a mind over matter mood because I had a lot of energy. And I was like, mm. yeah, I'll do it. And like right now, even so, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. But like I could see myself really having a problem with this tomorrow night. But it's too late now. You're going to have to go a little uh, mixtures up. As the Cornelius you know? brothers once sang, it is too late to turn back now. But you're right, Sean Barry, that it is not too late to turn back from mixtures. Yeah. And I very well <laughs> may have a fifth in me by the time we get on the air, which I can't do, which I would never do. Right. Uh, but in a perfect world, I'd certainly be allowed to consider, given the terrain I'll be traveling on tomorrow night. Are these like local fare bugs, like things you'll find in New York? Farm <laughs> to table. <laughs> right. A lot of cockroach. Uh, Subway platform yeah. to table. Uh, <laughs> I believe if, it being a restaurant, I want to believe they're like fried and prepared. Like mm-hmm. I'm not eating anything live. I, just, I can't. Could you eat something live? No. Live. Oh, especially you're not a bug all grabbing at you. Trying to live. Just wants to live. Do anything it can. How does the the Board of Health give a rating on these places, by the way? Yeah. Walk in, bugs everywhere. (laughs) That is disgusting. I know. Well, you know what? They're. They take up, you know, think of all the animal population. There's like billions and billions of insects. You can yeah. eat them. They have good protein, and a good part of the world actually does do that. They eat them. The yeah. crickets. You ever seen the big crickets in, oh, like, Vietnam and good. stuff? Jeez. I know my buddy loves them, too. I got a pal. Like, my buddy Jonathan Randall was there. He's like, no, no, they're amazing. I mean, we, like, I can't. we eat lobster. Yeah. That's essentially as a giant cockroach. Yeah, it's disgusting. Ugh. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, eat, we eat those, like, a snotty oyster. That doesn't seem to be a problem. But yeah. Cringing at a cricket. I'm right. I'm not doing it. I know <laughs> the answer would be no. I'm not doing it. I can't. All right. Let's move on. 
Oh, edible arrangements, Sean Barry. Mm-hmm. Now selling uh, hemp-derived CBD arrangements, okay. which makes sense. Yeah. Trying to get people to eat stuff. Because um, edible arrangements is like the chocolate-covered strawberries, you know. Yeah, it looks like a nice flower bouquet. Fruit on but a it's, stick, yeah, but, but it's a bunch it. of, like, cantaloupe. And... Yeah, and now they're going straight weed, which to me makes sense. I mean, it's in the name anyway. Let's say edible. Yeah, edibles arrangements. I, I Do they I, change it? I don't know. That's where I immediately went when yeah. you said that. It was edible. <laughs> I'm into it, bro. Yeah. Um, It's on sale. They're online. They're selling them in like uh, like donuts, brownie bites, stuff like that, like $5.99, $9.99. My question to you, I've never had CBD for real. Uh-huh. I know people use it for pain management and stuff. Uh-huh. It's not wheat. It's not THC. No, there's no hallucinogenic problem. I was going to say, so you won't get high eating this? No, my understanding is, like you said, it's it can do wonders for pain relief or anxiety, mm-hmm. um, but that's the extent of my knowledge on it. I just know it doesn't have the any of the uh, hallucinogenic properties that THC has. Oh, so you're not even getting stoned? Yeah, I don't know what it's like. I think I've I think I've had it, mm-hmm. and I, maybe I've just felt okay afterwards, but yeah. it's hard to tell. Well, there's another little... thing, too. You have a different tolerance. Well, <laughs> you're a touring funk band. <laughs> <laughs> to the average person who is consuming an edible arrangement as if that's vice, these people are going to be crocked out of their minds. Are you kidding me? Me? So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Yeah, you're gonna have to check your own dosage. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't think you should be yeah. the Surgeon General standard <laughs> for how messed up these people are gonna get. I just don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know how I feel about this, but a hearty survey. What skin could they have in the game on this subject? Hardy? Hardy's. Like the, the, the fast Hardee's. food joint. Oh, okay. Hardy's finds that one in four Americans tired of their traditional Thanksgiving food. Oh. Now, what motivation could Hardy's have <laughs> for, for gr- saying people are bored with turkey? Are they really trying to cater Thanksgiving? Yeah, is that what they're doing? No. This is their master plan? <laughs> Let's take a survey. This year, yeah. you can all be thankful there's two bathrooms in the home. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Hardy's. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't like to use like cliched terms like stay in your lane. But right. yo, Hardee's, Come man, on. seriously, yes. pike the F down. <laughs> no one is getting. I mean, listen, if that's how you roll, you don't have a family around. I understand you could have that issue. You wind up eating at Hardee's. But in terms of mass scale family committing to Hardee's, no, yeah, it no. can't. That can't happen. Now, Hardee's. I mean, Hardee's obviously fast food. I don't think I've ever eaten in a Hardee's. I know of them, but is there one around here? I have. Um, they're on the road. They can get you can find one or two on the Jersey Turnpike. Uh-huh. Um, they're Carl's Juniors, west of Chicago. Hardee's and Carl's Juniors, same company. Okay, and they rebrand. I don't know why west of Chicago. I'm sure there's a reason. Um, it's it's pretty good. Hardee's isn't bad. It's, it's like uh, Carl's Juniors standard isn't bad. fair burgers and stuff. Yeah, they have like yeah. A specialty like a roast beef. Everybody's sandwich. got a crazy triple bacon thing right, now. Right. You know, they come out and just shoot insulin right into your foot before they cut it off from all the diabetes <laughs> you got from eating a triple stack bacon burger every goddamn day. Get all that diabetes in yeah. your foot. Not good. <laughs> but Hardy, seriously, I love you, baby. You can't. There's no way Hardy's is taking over Thanksgiving. No. It's just not happening. I agree with that. Thank you, President Obama. Uh, Uber lost its license to operate in London Uh-oh. because it failed to ensure passenger safety. Now, they've hated Uber in London for a while Mm because they they decimated the taxi market. And the taxi drivers are famously going on strike and getting in fights at airports and stuff like that. Um, But now they lost their license. Now, I think they can appeal, but this probably takes a while. Sure. And uh, is a big blow uh, to Uber. 
because that was one of their bigger operating fields, like mm-hmm. out of the gate. Um, I don't know how this shakes out now. Does this help Lyft or any of those other crazy rideshare services? I, would, I don't know. I would imagine they'd have the same, you know, problems with any any well, sort of ridesharing. I think so, but I think the Uber issue is they've they've had a lot of drivers like physically attacking uh. people. Like they have, like we have Uber X, they have Uber X Con apparently because <laughs> people are just getting beaten up everywhere they go, and um, uh, they said they're gonna they're gonna do a review. But I don't think I don't I don't know. I mean, if that if that's the case, and they weren't like properly vetting people, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a huge fine, and they'll come back around eventually. Now, you were a cab driver in New York City, uh-huh. so you'll know this question. Uh-huh. Um, in London, I know that they happen to be very uh, they take their taxi services very seriously in yep. the sense they give them a giant test. Oh yeah, these guys have to do like a test on how to get from A to B the fastest way on a giant map, and uh-huh. they, like they have to know like ninety percent of the street names, yeah, everything before they can even get there. They go to college. Lessons. They, they go to, like, for real, like, years of college. So that's crazy. So, so New York City, not the same thing. Not exactly. <laughs> it was like, New York City was like, who plays at Yankee Stadium? Huh. A, the Mets. <laughs> B, the Giants. C, the right. Yankees. And it was a lot of that. Like, what statue is located on Liberty Island? (laughs) And uh, it was a. And then there's like you can't even drive. Yeah, then there's like two or three places uh, where they ask you like grid questions. uh, But it's like, if I was going to 89th Street and I was on 23rd Street, would I be heading north or south? It's like that basic, you know. And most of the guys in my garage were the sweetest guys in the world. Like half of them had learned to drive in a recent coup attempt in like their home country where like they would tell me these stories of like oppression and war. I'm like, oh my God, but they were great people. I want to say this too about the taxi garage. Uh, This speaks to the people trying to edit humor out of our lives. When you get a group of people in a a garage that are from like literally like 50 countries, Mm -hmm. the only thing they bond over are like stereotype jokes. They love telling ethnic jokes. Like when they found out I was Polish, I heard every Polish joke known (laughs) to man because they were all little things they could latch onto and like bond over. So yeah, I know. I mean, I could get into it. I could tell you a ton of Polish jokes. We won't do it now. So the show's a little too highbrow for that, you know, with all of our Batman spins, (laughs) you know. Next, we're not going to sit here, you know, and just tell street jokes. Next thing you know, we'll be playing video games on the air. You know, we don't need that. Like, give me the remote. Um, did you see this Mexican church story? Hmm. Mexican church. This is my favorite thing in the world. We're doing it on top of a storm tonight, uh, whether they like it or not. A Mexican church commissioned a sculpture of the baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's purely coincidental. But it looks exactly like Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. It looks exactly like Phil Collins. I did see this. <laughs> it's so funny. Isn't it really big, too? Really like 22 that. foot tall <laughs> statue of Phil Collins. Oh, my God. And they're upset with the sculptor now. Are you ready for the worst joke and best joke of the day? Yeah. They're upset with the sculpture because apparently this is not what they meant when they asked for something from the book of Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Not, it's not bad. Come on. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You can shame that joke at home, but you also couldn't write it. So how about you chill the f out? That's that's a tough one to uh, to tell a sculptor they're upset with what he's done. So yeah, it's like you really, you know, as it is. You're hiring someone to, to create something uh, from scratch. Yeah. You kind of have to take whatever they give you. I mean, yeah, there's no, like, edit. No. Yeah, my, you know, and, and uh, but he got a Phil Collins one. I will not... Share any of my other Phil Collins material. You can watch it all at 9 o'clock tonight (laughs) on the Kennedy program. How's that for a tease, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, too funny. Uh, A couple quick ones. We'll get out of here. 
do do do. Uh, Frozen Two brought in 135 million. Yeah. At the domestic box office, Big Scott owned. Did you see it? Uh, Sunday. I have plans to see it. Oh, literally, know. tickets are purchased. Oh, okay. It's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, and your family. I yeah. mean, your daughter's pumped, Little right? Three-year-old daughter loves Frozen. And Does she ever? Uh, now we get the sequel, and she loves to sing the songs. Like, and Dan, oh, good for you. Yeah. Is it? There is really something so cool to be said about being around people who have like magic in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the coolest thing in the world about having young kids is like to be around that. That optimism, that yeah. sense of wonder. Because my kid's 11. Like, Lincoln, like, for real, he's turned 11 today. But, you know, famously told me over the summer, like, there was no Santa. And I tried to give him this plausible explanation of how they could be. And he goes, look, dude, he goes, don't try to save my childhood. He's <laughs> like, I just want presents. It's like, yeah, and that's when I had to, like, let it go, basically. Same thing. Like, yeah. all right, we're not, you know, we're not getting out of this one alive. Yeah. I'm like, but do me a favor. Don't tell your mom. She'll be devastated. <laughs> she doesn't know. She grew up on a farm. Corn-fed idiot. She has no idea. Shout out to Jenny Fail. Such a good girl. Uh, Tim Berners-Lee, the man who invented the internet. It's the real guy who invented the whole thing. Has unveiled a plan to protect the world from misinformation and mass surveillance. Is it some sort of a hat? Yeah, basically, for I was, you know, what I was thinking about this too. I'm like, if you yeah. want to, if you want to protect the world from misinformation and mass surveillance, just shut off the internet. Yeah. You don't actually have to have a plan. Just shut, that's the whole thing at this point. It's yeah. all clickbait nonsense. Get off the grid, baby. But uh, he is unveiling this plan today. That's going to explain some type of way to limit censorship and ensure that our data is protected. But you know, with that comes a willingness by corporations to stop selling and mining that data, which mm-hmm. I think we can all agree is not going to happen. No, never. No way at all. So, I mean, at this point, I don't even care. It's like, they already have everything on us. We've been on the internet now for 20 years, like mm-hmm. guys like us. There's nothing, like literally nothing they don't have on guys like you and me. Right. And again, uh, we've said this before on the show, I don't, I, I don't care if you have my banking history, as long as you don't have my search history, because that's the problem. I am carrying a vial of arsenic right now in case someone says, like, hey, Jimmy, yeah, we got your, uh, you know, chug it on the spot. Uh, but, you know, the truth is they already have our search history, too. So it doesn't matter. No. I mean, I, I do want my privacy. I do think we all have a right to that. But I think we've passed the point of no return on getting it, mm-hmm. you know, and all these dire consequences they're warning of. I think the bigger, the bigger risk exposure we have now going forward is just blackmail. You know, companies having dirt on you. And I think the next frontier of opposition research and politics in terms of the dirty pool they play against each other is people will find a way to leak people's text messages, their Mm -hmm. private emails and stuff like that to kind of just blow up people's personalities. I could see it getting to that point. So Tim Berners-Lee, put on your cape and save us. Save. Whoever you are. Isn't it funny that he actually, he really did invent the internet. Um, This is the dude from like Stockholm or whatever the hell he's from. I don't even know. But the point is, I don't know, and neither do you, and neither do most people. But it's the one invention that has literally revolutionized life on the entire planet. You know, many would argue for the better because of advancements in, you know, information sharing and medicine and technology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But you could also argue for the worst. Like, I feel like the quality of life peaked in, like, the late 90s, you know? It's certainly got more convenient. But I think the stress levels have quadrupled. I miss record stores like a mofo. Yeah. God, I love the record stores. Just liner notes in general. And I liked album. not being reachable. 
Mm-hmm. Like this sucks. You're always reachable. Right. You're never off. You're never uh, expected to be off. Like Not a, even a vacation. Like a pager was a happy medium. Yeah, I've got a solution. How about we find Tim Berners-Lee and smack the sh- I'm kidding. We couldn't do that. We're Michter's guys. We don't get mad. Oh. We get plastered. That's right. We blow off some steam on the patio. We're going to go do that right now. <laughs> Welcome back, Sean Barry. It's nice yeah. to see you today. Like happy this. birthday, Lincoln Fala. Watch the Kennedy Show tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can see me tomorrow eating bugs. Ugh. I think this is all just a way to prepare me for Jenny's cooking on Thanksgiving. Oh, I kid, Jenny. I love you the best, baby. See you tomorrow. Go home to mommy. Go home... Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.